Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. And we are live at the XL Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, and welcome, everybody. It's a game night. It's the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Bob Stoffer live in St. Paul. Brennan Escott will be on today's show as well. Our technical producer to start this one off is Derek Scott. Coming up on the this edition of Oilers Now, we'll have a full preview of tonight's game, looking at the line combination without Connor McDavid, not available for the next couple of games for the Edmonton Oilers. Zach Hyman, sit down, one-on-one conversation with him coming up at about 4.20 Edmonton time at 4.35 today. Daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli for the horses in horse racing, Alberta. A reminder, live uh, standard bed racing. Standard bed racing, Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile. And at 5.05 today, uh, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL draft. He started Octagon's player agency, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, friend of the show, and we saw him last night when he rolled in uh, to uh, Minneapolis, Brian Lawton. We will mention coming up during the City Ford Face-Off show tonight, I'll have a sit-down conversation with Bill Guerin. He is the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. He is coming to Edmonton uh, for a Hall of Fame game. What a week coming up in Edmonton. we got the Hall of Fame night where we recognize the contributions of both Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite to the Edmonton Oilers organization. Of course, Bill Guerin, a linemate for four those seasons with Doug Waite, so uh, we'll have Bill on the show. Uh, we've got that game taking place against the Rangers on Thursday, and then it is the Heritage Classic outdoor game in front of roughly 60,000. 60,000 at Commonwealth Stadium Sunday at 5 p.m. against the Calgary Flames. Uh, the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. Sunday brunch at the River Cree brings a taste of Italy. From 11 to 4, you can find favorites like tiramisu, French toast, eggs, Benedict, and much, much more. Book your table at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us, as always, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. In this half hour, NHL today, it's a full slate. All 32 teams are playing in the National Hockey League. We'll have that for Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll have the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. We'll have our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And I think I'm going to uh, get in fairly quickly into Oilers game day trivia as well. I'm not going to make it easy. But you old schoolers will be able to get it. As I mentioned, you can text us on the Ashley Fonvlores text line. All right, top story is simple. It's brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. No Connor McDavid tonight. During the 1920 season, February 11th to the 21st of uh, 2020, just before the pandemic shut down the NHL, Connor McDavid missed six games, including a game against Minnesota. The Oilers played some good teams. They, they beat Chicago, lost in Tampa in a game in which Zach Cassian ended up getting suspended multiple games, then beat Florida. Uh, that took them to 2-1. and one. Then they ended up winning an overtime in a wild game in Carolina to go 3-1. and one. They lost uh, in overtime to Boston and then Minnesota behind a hat-trick from Jarrett Spurgeon. The Edmonton area product that was once cut by his PWA team in Edmonton must have been a hell of a PWA team. Uh, anyways... Uh, well, the Wild came in and beat the Oilers 5-3. And it was funny because I talked to a couple of Wild players after the game, and they said the best player in the league is playing in Edmonton. 
No, we're not talking about McDavid. Right now, Leon Draisaitl's the best player in the league, and that would be the year that Leon Draisaitl would go on to win the Hart Trophy. Let's do it. Let's get into the Direct Workwear Oilers now. Audio Vault. Direct Workwear excited to announce the women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of their Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked about uh, Connor McDavid's spirits. I think uh, there's two things. One, he views it from himself and the injury towards himself. But the other thing is he views it as the captain of this team and how um, this could be a really important positive inflection point for our group. He sees it for the opportunity that it represents and... Uh, that's certainly how his teammates and the coaches feel about it too. That is uh, Jay Woodcroft talking about Connor McDavid. The Oilers' power play is going to have a different look, and the bumper roll is going to be Evander Kane with Connor McDavid not available. The Oilers uh, set a record last season, becoming the first team in the last thirty years to have four consecutive years of twenty-five percent or better on the power play, and the Oilers had the best power play in NHL history last season. But David Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins have basically played on the power play since the 16-17 season. No Connor McDavid. Evander Kane draws in, and Jay Woodcroft was asked about having both Kane and Hyman on the power play. I think Kane, when he's been on that unit here, has been at the net. But in his history, he's been on flanks. He's been in the middle. You know, I think when you put good players together, they, they find a way to make it work. And certainly him joining that unit is not new in his personal history. Uh, he has the talent, he has the ability, and he can move around. He doesn't need to just be in one place. All right, uh, that is Jay Woodcroft. At this time, we're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott back the uh, 6.30 Chad Studios. Hello, Brendan. How you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. I was just uh, saying to Derek on the talk back there, we've got some of today's audio that we should probably get to as well. I, Reed was uh, was uh, getting in a little later this afternoon. So if you'd like to hear from some current Woodcroft clips, why don't we hear about the opportunity for other players, uh, obviously, go. tonight to shine with McDavid. Out. I like the word you used, opportunity, and that's certainly something that as a coaching staff and his teammates are viewing this as. It would an opportunity for us. Obviously, you don't replace the best hockey player in the world, but what you're looking to do is fill those 20, 21, 22 minutes that he plays a, uh, a night with um, valuable contributions from some other people. Uh, so what an opportunity it is um, to show what kind of team we are. Um, and for some individuals to step up and, and take a little bit more responsibility. That is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. And you know, it's interesting, Brendan, when you look at the Oilers, for whatever reason, this has been a very difficult... Now, I have my theories on what happens here, okay, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, to, to me, teams sleep against this team, and this is a hard competitive... This is a pain-in-the-ass team to play. They check... And they're physical. And not everybody wants that during the course of the regular season. And the identity of their team, and it's going to parlay itself a little bit later on when we do Oilers game day trivia for our friends at Pro-Am Sports. The identity of the team comes from Dean Evison. And he's had success. But I actually wonder whether or not the focus shifts a bit. They don't have Matt Boldy, and they don't have Jared Spurgeon tonight. So they don't have their second best forward and their best defenseman. The Oilers don't have the best player in the world. But do you think maybe that might act, as, as silly as it sounds, 
maybe recalibrate the focus a bit and simplify Edmonton's approach against many tonight. Yeah, I don't uh, dislike that idea. I just think everybody's going to have to look inside themselves for that extra three, four, five percent. And if they do that across the board, then you know, if they put it this way, if they had done that out of the gate, they wouldn't be one three and one right now. But that's a pretty alarming slap across the face losing a player of, of that caliber. It yeah. wasn't a fourth line winger that went down. So in combination with the start to the season, I think getting out there, going through a game day routine on the road and uh, and being able to do all this with the notion that, hey, I have to step up and so does the guy beside me because we're down a guy who's got eight points and five games and we're starving for offense right now. Yeah, the owners have had a lack of depth, to say the least. Let's get to the game day lineup report. It is brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your financial future for your side. For a free financial consultation, visit McGuireFinancial.ca. Uh, much to the chagrin of a large percentage of Oilers fans out there, they were not enthused to see Matthias Janmark on the top line with Leon Dreisettle and Evander Kane. Uh, Drysaddle in his career has 12 goals, 19 points in 20 career games against Minnesota. So it'll be Drysaddle with Keane in Yanmark. Nugent Hopkins with 24 points in 33 games, minus one in his career against Minnesota with Warren Fogle and Zach Hyman. So that line basically stays together from a couple games ago. Ryan McLeod with Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown. That line stays to see, see together. The Oilers, because of cap purposes, could not call up a player to replace the injured Connor McDavid. Adam Ernie and Derek Ryan will be the 10th and 11th forwards. On defense, the Oilers will have 7D dressed. Darnell Nurse playing 23-30 per game along with Cody Ceci. It'll be Matthias Eckholm and Evan Bouchard, Brett Gulak, with uh, Philip Broberg and Vincent Dayarnay, third pairing, rotating through. Jack Campbell starts in his goal for Edmonton. He's never beaten the Minnesota Wild. He's 0-3-1 at 2.98 goals against average, an 8.97 save percentage. The Oilers led the NHL in goals for last year. They're currently 23rd. Uh, they're fifth in the league in the power play at 30%. So they're still cooking on the power play. Their penalty killing's actually moved up to 24%. McDavid, who plays 20-30 per game, 56% in the face-off circle, eight points in five games, not available, at least for the next couple of games. He will be missed. I know some stats that were put out there. I want to credit the source, and it may have been Wood Guy who retweeted somebody else, so I apologize if that's the case. Um... Adjusted 5-on-5 Corsi for the Edmonton Oilers so far this season. Third in the NHL behind Carolina and Colorado. Expected goals for for Edmonton. They're uh, eighth in expected goals for. They're 29th in the league in PDO. That's a combination of shot percentage and save percentage. And the shooting percentage is currently 25th in the league. The Oilers' save percentage, by the way, is 30th. Guess what? Minnesota's right there with Edmonton. Minnesota's 26th in the league in save percentage, 885. They're actually worse than Edmonton, 30th in the league in goals against at uh, 4.20 goals against per game. They do not have, as I mentioned, Edmonton area product Jared Spurgeon nor Matthew Boldy scored 31 goals last year. Ryan Hartman with Kirill, the thrill, Kaprizov, and Matt Zuccarello's had very good numbers against Edmonton, 23 points in 20 games. Joel Erickson Eck, we've talked about this 8,433 times. Had the Oilers held on to the 16th overall pick in 2015, I know Joel Erickson Eck was going to be the pick. 
Uh, instead, he went 20th to Minnesota. He's a great two-way centerman. He had 61 points last year. He's with Marcus Johansson and former Oiler Patrick Maroon, who led the NHL last year in penalty minutes with 150. Marco Rossi shut down during the 2021 season with myocarditis, 53 and 51 points the last two years in the minors. Ninth overall pick in 2020 with hard-nosed Marcus Foligno, 112 pims a couple years ago. And... Uh, Frederick Goodrow, and then Connor Dewar, who wasn't a particularly hard-nosed, tough player for Everett. He was a skilled centerman. He's reinvented himself as a fourth-liner with Brandon Duhame, who had 122 PIMS, reoccurring theme with this team, and they got Vinny Letary on the right side on their fourth line. As I mentioned, no Spurgeon on defense, no Alex Goligoski as well. Jonas Brodin with former Lethbridge Hurricane Kalen Addison. Dakota Mermis. 426 career games in the minors with Brock Faber, who uh, they picked up a couple years ago from the LA Kings in a big deal. And this guy's turned into a pretty good player. He's playing 23 minutes a game. Then on the third pairing, they've got Jake Middleton, who was once traded for Cody Ceci and Juniors. He'll be of John Merrill. And the expected goaltender tonight is not Marc-Andre Fleury. It'll be Philip Gustafson, who's 1-1-1, a 3.93 goals against average and a 9.06 percentage. That, my friends, is our Oilers game day lineup report. It's brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. When we come back, Brendan Escott will bring us NHL today, and we'll get to our one-on-one sit-down conversation with Zach Hyman. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, St. Paul, Minnesota, XL Energy Center. And uh, we are into Oilers now. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Tyler has pointed out the stats, Bob, you quoted that one guy retweeted was from Wheat and Oil. Nicely done. And Cracker Jack says, Bob, has Jay Woodcroft lost his mind? What does Yanmark bring to the top line? Defensive responsibility? You can text us. Let me know what you think of the lines again. Uh, the Oilers' lines for tonight's game with Connor McDavid out of the lineup. Leon Dreisaitl, Levander Kane, and Matthias Janmark. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Warren Fogle and Zach Hyman. Ryan McLeod with Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown. And then Ernie and Ryan are the extra forwards. We are going to uh, go back into the Oilers now. Audio Vault at this time is we get to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Here's our one-on-one sit-down conversation with Oilers forward, Zach Hyman. Zach, there's lots of different ways to look at things in life. Connor McDavid is the world's best player, but you're also a team, and there's an opportunity here for your group, isn't there? Definitely. I think hockey's the ultimate team sport, right? It's, uh, it takes a full team to win, and obviously having the best player in the world not playing you know, isn't ideal, but at the same time, I think it gives guys opportunities to, to grow their role and, and to, to get more ice time and to kind of show what, what they have. You're a pro, uh, and and you ride the emotions up and down, and I'm just wondering, a 1-3-1 and one start, a couple games at home that you probably should have won, how would you assess the first five games of the season? Uh, just, you know, it's not ideal from a record standpoint. Obviously, you want to have a, a better start, um, but I think you have to look at it and, and take out positives out of, out of that start. I think one of the things that I've liked is, is our defensive zone. I think we've limited a lot of chances off the cycle. I think the goals that have been scored against 
against us have been on turnovers or we're off the rush. Uh, and I think in the offseason, that was one of the things that we wanted to focus on. So I think we can clean up that, you know, those areas. And I think offensively, I think we can we can do a better job of getting in the net and, and scoring some dirty goals. Well, obviously the power play, I mean, it's been the, the last, uh, it's the first time in 30 years that there's been a team have four consecutive years over 25%. All-time record last year. You're at 30%, which is pretty good, but mm-hmm. not necessarily <laughs> the greatest by your standards. Uh, how does it change without having Connor out there? Do you guys have to simplify and get more pucks to the net and just attack the crease? Yeah, I think for sure. I think our power play is, is built off of kind of chemistry and, and being able to read off of each other. And and Connor is a guy who does that, but also makes elite plays that nobody else can make, right? So uh, I think... From that standpoint, you know, keeping it simple, getting pucks to the net, having Bush take a bunch of shots, Nuge, I think having Keener, he's got a great shot. So utilizing his shot and, and, and trying to find him in space is, is going to be uh, important also. But I, I think we got, even without Connor, we got five pretty good players out there on the power play. So um, we'll try to make the most of it. This team uh, plays a hard, firm, competitive game. I mean, that's, they, they're physical. Uh, and they've had success in this building. Now, I think teams come in here and sleep a little when they mm-hmm. play them. Um, it's a different situation because you don't have Connor. Does that, not that it helps you, but just it, does it provide a different focus? And I realize the focus is on your team's game, but does it make it a little bit easier knowing you've had a tough track record last couple of years here and the fact that you guys maybe have to change and alter your style a little bit? Yeah, like you said, I think this is a team who, since I've been here, we've had a tough time playing against. The past two years, coming to this building or even at home, they've, they've all always given us trouble. So I think we're a motivated group. Like when, when a team gives you trouble like that, you have extra incentive to go out there and, and to win. And, and I think, like you said, they play hard, simple. You, this is a team you can't turn the puck over. You can't give them anything. You have to go out there and you just have to be patient. And I think uh, that'll be the game plan. Just like I said earlier, I think offense is hard harder to come by right now for us right as a group I think we have to simplify things get things to the net create some dirty uh, chances and, and score some some garbage goals those are they count they all count the same there you go that's Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers it is currently 428 in Edmonton we're going to go to Oilers game day trivia it's presented by Pro-Am Sports fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets all three correct answers this month are entered to win an 11 by 14 frame photo signed by three Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup champion goaltenders Andy Moog Bill Ranford and Grant Fuhr you can visit proamsports.ca to check out Pro-Am's entire inventory of amazing sports memorabilia here we go the question Dave Everson is the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. He was a star for the Kamloops Blazers. His head coach hailed from Edmonton and had a master's in Ph.D. Pride, hustle, desire. Which former NHL head coach, Coach Dean Everson, with the Kamloops Blazers before coaching in the National Hockey League, with the Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton area product. He's got a son. He's since passed away. His son is the uh, general manager of the Seattle Thunderbirds. You can text us to uh, be a part of the draw at 780-496-0063 and get bragging rights. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and come back with Frank Saravalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Sherlock Holmes.